Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j-lee, that's l-e-i-g-h dot com dot au. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today is, um, it's a really, really important topic. And while I'm sure there's a part of me that likes to think that every topic I speak about is important. This one is particularly important because by the time this episode comes out, we will have just finished uh, Men's Health Week. I almost forgot what the wording was. We would have just finished Men's Health Week and I could have put this one out earlier to coincide with the week, but I feel like it's more useful because of what we're talking about to just keep the conversation going, to not worry about the timing because this is an important conversation um, beyond just one single week. So we know that whenever these sorts of weeks show up, whether it's Men's Health Week, International Women's Day, um, Mental Health Week, NAIDOC Week, all of the things, right, um, we know that those weeks are there in order to bring awareness, but it doesn't mean that it needs to only happen during that week. So anyway, let's begin. I actually, um, if you share, if you follow me on socials, I actually shared a reel about this earlier during the week, um, as it came to me, but some people don't follow me there. If you don't, you should. I share a lot, but it's also just worth an actual further conversation here because um, there's there's a lot around men's health that is that can be that is and can be neglected, um, and we're just going to have a conversation about. It. So there's a couple of points. They're not really in any particular order, other than the order in which they came to me as important enough to mention. Um, But I do want to start by saying like with the caveat that it's not going to cover literally everything. Um, We don't have time to do that in a single podcast episode. And also I don't know everything, (laughs) Uh, but what I do know, I talk about. So, um, The first part around men's health that always comes to me, and I don't know if it's just through um, personal, like extended family experiences, or if it's through my work, particularly with defense and soldiers, um, which is a male dominated area. There's lots of women there that I deal with too, but predominantly it is men. Um, and that is the rate of suicide by men. So before I continue, if this is a triggering topic for you, please pause, 
come back to it when you feel resourced or feel free to skip it entirely. Um, or if it's a topic that makes you feel things, but you feel secure enough to listen to this, take a deep breath and a long exhale for me and just ground however you need to. Uh, but I, uh, I also facilitate through Livin. It's a mental health charity that's based in here in Queensland, in Burley, um, but it's all around Australia. And, and we often talk about the stats of suicide across Australia. And at the moment, my understanding is that the statistics, the statistic is that over nine people every day in Australia die by suicide. So that's huge anyway. Men's suicide, a couple of stats I found, to the best of my knowledge, they are the most up-to-date, but if they are not, I stand corrected already, but to the, a couple of stats I found is that men's suicide is four to six times greater than the incidence of women's suicide. And... I actually, I, I briefly saw one before, like it was one of those ones where I, I just closed the window as I saw it. So I didn't get a chance to look into it, but I did see that the number of men who die by suicide daily in Australia is around five. So five out of those nine potentially, or four to six times greater than women, men dying by suicide. The number doesn't really matter. Um, the impact of that does. And obviously anyone dying by suicide is not a, a ratio or a quota or a number that we love at all. But it's important to think about, and I think this is why Men's Health Week feels important for me to talk about, um, just being around the people and the clients and the people that I serve, but like, it's important to think about why, why is it that men as a demographic, men are more likely to die by suicide when society and there's possibly potentially a layer of, um, sarcasm in what I'm about to say, but when society says that men are the strong ones and men don't need emotions and, and men don't emote or feel things the way that women feel things and rah, rah, rah. We have been, I'm seeing a link in what I'm speaking about actually, because we have been doing men a disservice by ignoring this issue. And, and I say we as the royal, we, I know that there are people out there who do not ignore this issue. I know that there are people out there who are shouting about this issue from the rooftops. I'm speaking very generally, but the more that we do ignore this issue, the more that we pretend that this is not an issue, the way it is an issue, or the more that we look at mental health and suicide as a weakness, the less of an environment we are creating 
for men to seek support. And that number is going to stay as it is or only get worse. So this feels like the most important part to lead into, which leads into my second point, which is where the patriarchy hurts men. If you just heard the word patriarchy and you immediately want to shut this off, bear with me for a moment, just long enough. Because when I, for me, when I talk about feminism and patriarchy, when I talk about patriarchy, I'm not talking about men. I don't think men are the patriarchy. I think patriarchy, I believe patriarchy is a system. And everything that I know tells me that patriarchy is a system and that it harms men just like it harms women and all of us. It harms men in the way that, as I mentioned, the expectation of um, not having emotions just because, you know, like maybe men have been conditioned to emote differently or maybe they naturally emote differently because each man is different, right? Um, each human is different. There is no male way to emote and female way to emote, by the way. But societally, this patriarchal society says that or dictates that men must be tough. Big air quotes here. Men must be tough. They must not show emotion. Boys don't cry. All of these things and that is so harmful to these humans that are having this experience here in this world, on this earth, with us, alongside us. And it's just worth mentioning, (laughs) probably worth more than just mentioning, but it's worth flagging as something that if you haven't considered that, even language that is used that puts men into a certain particular gender role that makes them feel like they don't have space to feel their feels because they're in a role that has been told to all of us is a role that is to stay strong. Stay strong for everyone else and don't feel your feelings and and push that shit deep down inside. I just, it's something that makes my insides just like groan. And as a female, as someone who is a woman, who identifies as a woman, I don't understand what that feels like for men. I understand what it feels like for women, like as a woman who has been told not to get too emotional Or that when I stand for something or have a very valid response to something, have been told that I'm hysterical or overreacting or all of the things. I understand from that perspective, but I cannot possibly understand what it really feels like to be told, no, you're not allowed to essentially, or maybe sometimes literally be told, no, you're not allowed to feel your feelings And if you do, then you're not a man. You're not being a man. You're being weak. Or it means all of these 
negative things. That is what what I mean by when I say patriarchy hurts men. That is exactly what I mean by that. Because it is harmful, this idea that these humans, because men, you are human and we love you for it. But these humans are not allowed to have an emotional experience. And if they do, they must hide that because maybe they'll get laughed at by their mates. Maybe they'll get teased. Maybe they'll get bullied. Maybe they will get beat up. All of that stuff comes out anyway. It comes out in anger. It comes out in other ways, in bursts of. But I cannot imagine what it feels like to be to be raised in that way. So when it comes to Men's Health Week, having this awareness too. Having the awareness of how these systems impact and affect all of us, usually in a negative way. Which leads me to my last point. This, But remember, this is not an, an exhaustive list of things. This is just the things that, um, that speak to me. But the last point leads exactly to that. Using the phrase man up. And how man up has long been something of a measure for men to meet. And that if they show emotion or if you have emotion or if you feel maybe insecure or feel you know if you feel something (laughs) that you need to man up this is also particularly around fear if you feel scared of something or if you feel fearful of something which is very normal to experience being told to man up isn't helpful. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's a construct and it is a concept, but it's based on nothing other than other people's discomfort of their own emotions or feelings. And yet it's projected outward at everyone else. It is projected outward and it has been projected outward in a way that has had consequences. This is not a scientific study, but it has consequences that aren't helpful. So I said at the beginning, funnily enough, I said at the beginning, I felt like these were random points that just came to me in this order, but As I've talked through them here, they are in a very top down, like, like effect to cause approach of what could be at play. This is absolutely not going to be everything that's at play. And please don't misunderstand me when I say that like, you know, if you don't emote, then you're stuffing it down. People have different ways of emoting also. And this is not to say that you have to emote in a way that is showy or whatever it is, but 
what I'm saying is when we tell men that they have to man up and then what we tell men that if they have emotions or feelings that they're not a man or when we tell men that they should not have emotions or feelings about things or should not show those emotions or feelings about things, that leads to a very ill and sick system where men naturally would not feel safe or secure or comfortable, again, very generalizing here, but naturally might not feel safe or secure or comfortable going to receive help, which could, could be why the rate of men, of male suicide is so prevalent. So it's a little bit of a heavy one, I admit. What the real call for here is, how do we communicate? What words do we use? How do we watch what we say? How are we intentional with what we say? And how do we lead in whatever capacity, whether you are a parent an auntie or an uncle or a friend or a colleague or a leader in work all especially if you are any of those things what you say how you say it has an impact whether you're saying it to a young boy or whether you're saying it to a grown man It has an impact. How you communicate, what you say, how you lead has an impact. So if that is you, your call to action is to try to lead by example. And if you are a man listening and felt like some of this resonated as your experience, and it's not going to be everyone's experience, but if some of this resonated as your experience, Also, consider consider the idea that this is a system and you can choose otherwise for yourself and seek actual professional mental health support if that's what you need. Seek people who allow you to be who you are or how you feel or whatever it is, whatever it is that you need. All of these things are very relevant. And that may not look very different. Again, each person is going to be, each person's circumstance is going to be so, so different. But let's talk about these things in reality because that is the only way we can get through. It is the only way other people will start to feel secure enough to start to seek out support that they need, whether it is social or emotional or mental health. So consider that. I hope this has been helpful. Again, if you have gotten through this and it is activating for you, please resource yourself in whichever way works. I like to squeeze my arms and legs to anchor in if I feel like to create a sense of safety, 
You can take a few slow, deep breaths or something else, reaching out to someone who you need to, whatever it is, please resource yourself there. And please let this conversation keep going and and let's move it also. Let's not have it just as these are the problems, but let's have these conversations with this is what we're moving away from and this is what we're moving towards. And a lot of that is going to be beyond just conversation and, and by being and leading by example. So in the meantime, have a beautiful week until next episode and you'll hear from me then. Thanks for listening to Get Jashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j-leigh and Instagram at j underscore dot leigh to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being.